computer. Okay, so welcome. Today we are Naturally Healthy Club week 22. And so today we're going to be, so we've got five more weeks after this, four more weeks after this actually, 26 weeks in a, in six months. There's micro, yay. And today we're going to, it was originally advertised as Fat Bastard Habits, <laughs> but we're going to change the name to Roadblock Habits because um I, like I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you about the fat, the fat busted story when we get to when we get to that section. Uh, but the, I wanted to start this with a beautiful quote um, that I read in it was actually in the five minute journal app this week, and it was it's um, from someone called Audrey Audrey Lord Lord, and it's caring for myself is not self indulgence; it is self preservation. So caring for myself is not self-indulgence, it is self-preservation. I love this idea that, yeah, taking care of ourselves is actually a gift of kindness that we can give, give to ourselves. Okay, so our plan for today is we'll go through our philosophy and our process, got a little bit of news to share, and then we'll recap last week's lesson on, what was last week's lesson again, Bills? Of <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah. Smaller dinners, so yeah, intentionally, in, intentionally, intentionally smaller dinners, and uh, then we're going to talk about this idea of roadblock habits, aka fat bastard habits. Okay, so, and then we'll open up to. I want to hear tiny wins from you guys, and also actually, when we go through the habits, I'm going to be asking you to participate and share what you think your number one roadblock habit is. And so we're going to coach on those as well. So we had an amazing coaching session this morning. Like all the, all the, all the sessions are always good, of course. But for those of you that are feeling like you're not getting the progress that you want, definitely check out the replay from this morning's session, like the early call. Um, there was some really great coaching on at the end. So we actually, I went, it was a marathon session. We went for an hour and a half. So definitely check out that audio or the video replay when I post it. Okay, so a naturally healthy club philosophy is I am or I'm becoming naturally healthy. I'm way more powerful than I think. There's no rush. Yes, I weigh XXX and it's okay. How do I want this to go? Overeating isn't worth it. There'll be plenty of amazing food in my future or I can have it, have, have it later. I change best when I feel good. And just remember this one, like just our brains have this negativity of bias so don't forget to like whenever you're feeling blurred whenever you're feeling like you're not making progress whenever your brain's like giving you that normal brain negativity story about you not ever being being naturally healthy always just use that as like oh yeah that means that my brain's just doing its job i it's my job to look for the positive it's my job to find what am i doing that's working well because it's never all or nothing um, I don't have to do this perfectly. See, um, the most pleasure happens in the first few bites. It's safe for me to feel my feelings. So for those of you doing the feelings challenge, yay. Uh, there are no bad foods and we prioritize protein. I'm so lucky. I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. There is no failing, only learning. I want to do this and I can do this. And then our NHC uh, light process the way we remember it is light l-i-t-e so l is for listening to our bodies and also listening to our um, our spirits as well and the two thoughts that go along with that are first for the listening to our bodies that overeating isn't worth it or it isn't worth it and then the second is what do i really need and that's a really useful thought particularly when we're doing any sort of emotional or stress eating to just tune us into listening to what we really need and whether that's like we're tired and we need sleep or we're, we're lonely and we need connection or we're um, you know, sad and we need a hug, like whatever it is, like that what do I really need is a great, great thought to tune in to what you really need and what you're trying to solve that problem for with food, which isn't, ever, ever, isn't going to help. Um, and so the... The two habits that go, the habit that goes along with um, listening to our, our bodies is leaving bites behind on our plate and this idea of uh, intentionally smaller dinners. And another habit that can go along with that is just that um, 
yeah, like tuning in, like asking, asking yourself, like when you notice, whenever you notice that you're eating something and you know you're not hungry, that just, that's just a sign to check in with like bringing awareness to what you're feeling, accepting what you're feeling, and then taking another action, like giving yourself what you need. So tying in that emotional eating piece into this part of the process. Then we have I for making intentional choices. And if I was going to, to radically simplify the Naturally Healthy Club and we only have one thing, this is what we would do is that we would focus on making intentional choices. And so the thought that goes along with that is how do I want this to go? And the habit that goes along with making intentional choices is our daily practice for thinking through how we want our day to go, but also um, being intentional with our serving sizes is huge as well. And also like being intentional in the moment of like when we, when opportunities arise that we haven't considered and we haven't thought about someone offers you a piece of cake, someone offers you to take you out for dinner, just asking, pausing and asking yourself then, how do I want this to go now? Like I'm going out for dinner now. I hadn't planned this. How do I want this to go? And just bringing that intentionality into the moment. And the thing, reason that works is because when you ask it, how do, what, how do I want this to go? It, you have to answer, you have to use your prefrontal cortex, like the, the most advanced part of your brain, rather than using your emotional like reptilian brain. And I've been reading an excellent book around this called The Chimp Paradox. So if you're interested in like understanding how those two parts of your brain work and how they play into each other, highly recommend checking out that book um, because the, he, the way he describes it is uh, that we have like our amygdala, he calls it the chimp. It's like the chimp brain. And then he calls the prefrontal cortex the human brain. Uh, so that can be, that's a, I'm really loving that book at the moment stay tuned for more, more on that but yeah this idea of using our in, being intentional is just using that good part of our brain to make make choices that are good for us in the moment and good for us in the long term and there have been people that have been through the naturally health club and that's the only thing that they've done is just focus on intentional choices and particularly the serving sizes that they're having when they're eating food and that's bit enabled them to achieve their goals without making any other changes at all. Okay, then we've got T for tracking. Thought that goes along with that is yes, I weigh XXX and it's okay. Like we want to accept ourselves and remember that like we are amazing, beautiful, witty, smart human beings and we have infinite worthiness and us changing the number of our weight, like the number on the scale doesn't impact our worthiness like we are still awesome so we want to accept where we're at and the habit that goes with that is of course weighing ourselves every day and then the final part is e for enjoyment and the thought that goes along with that is there's no rush so we slow down we take our time and the habit that goes along with that is putting our cutlery down and the second habit that goes along with it is anticipating something delicious so letting ourselves look forward to delicious food and that's our process and in terms of news, two post of the week prizes this week. So one went to um, Lorraine, who actually um, did some. Actually, step on this call, yeah. So just check, see. No, oh, Emma's here on the late call. I love it, Emma. <laughs> so good. And Vicky, hey. Um, so yeah, Lorraine actually posted. So after the late call coaching, I was coaching with Deb around. Um, her, her weight had started to go up again. We identified that late had like late night snacking or snacking after dinner was coming in and being a habit for her. And Lorene had shared um, a comment on that post. So I just wanted to read that up for everyone because I thought this was so helpful. And she said, Deb, I think it was you talking, but want to give you some of my own evidence um, related to what Jules was saying. I hope it is an encouragement to you. I literally eat anything I want during the day. Do need to work though on more intentionality here. But then I often realize when I sit down to dinner that I don't need as much. This makes me uh, naturally eat less at dinner. So we love that, setting intentions. Um, and then she said, my only big, and she said, only intention has been to not eat after supper. Um, after supper is over. Right after supper, I give my youngest a bath and brush my teeth. I have a big chunk of weight that I've wanted to lose already just by doing this. And because I ate whatever I 
um, wanted as much as I wanted during the day, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. You can do it too. So, um, so yeah, I wanted to really celebrate Lorene for, for sharing this and also to, for Lorene, like just noticing that about herself of like, actually after dinner snacking, that's my big, that's, that's the, the big potential here. Like clean that up. That's going to make a big difference to the, to, to my weight. And it has for her. So she's lost a big chunk of weight, which we always love that. Um, and then she says, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Like you can do it too. So I love that she's giving herself permission to eat during the day. And so she's not feeling deprived. And I think that's why it's working for Lorena is because she's got that, that, that imbalance. Um, and then she said, also, we have dessert almost every day, which I consider part of supper. Sometimes I choose not to have it because I'm satisfied, but I let myself have it anytime I want. So, yeah, I think that's another superpower, Lorene, is to give yourself that permission to have things. Like there's a totally a reverse psychology thing there. If you're telling yourself, I can't have dessert, I can't have dessert, I shouldn't have dessert, I shouldn't have dessert, then that makes you want, builds that desire for dessert. Whereas if you're like, yeah, I'm going to have dessert every day, and just tune in, like, yeah, I give myself that permission. Then some days you will, some days you won't, no biggie. And it just becomes easy to, like, to do what you're doing. So celebrating Lorene and celebrating Lorene for sharing, sharing that. Um, okay. <laughs> Lorene's evidence needed to hear that post. We'll go back and read it um, and read. Yeah, or Emma, maybe you've just got what you need from that. You don't have to go back. It's just like there's just this idea of, like, actually – I can just focus on that one area. And we're going to talk more about that when we talk about our fat bastard habits today. Okay. And the other post of the week prize went to Julie this week. And Julie said, tiny win Thursday. So actually Julie had been feeling, she's part of the um, graduates, the staying naturally healthy group. And she was like, oh, wait, starting to creep up, need to do something. And she was not feeling great. So I suggested, and she was up for it, of having a week of looking for evidence like looking for the positives and so she was she signed up for the challenge of posting a tiny win in the group each week so she was noticing something she did positive each day um yeah so it's one, one post a day and so celebrating julie for completing that uh th that little challenge and she said a tiny win thursday ate a toasted cheese sandwich slowly without distraction enjoyed every melty crunchy bite with a smiley face. And so, yeah, celebrating Julian. I loved that post because just like when she said that melty, I was like, oh, I love that 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 imagery that that brought up for me. And also wanted to celebrate Julie because she has a history of eating in front of the TV. So the fact that she like ate that toasted sandwich without distractions and enjoyed it, like so good. So keep up the amazing work, Julie. Um, and for everyone else, like when you feel like you're not making progress, like post in the group. And actually I'll mention that, that, because one thing that came up in the um, on the live call this morning was people like someone said, oh, like I always feel like my posts are so negative. And the thing is that, um, and then everyone always gives me like such positive reinforcement, like, like there's no such thing as too negative to post in circle. Like just that's actually when it's raw and it's real for you, like that's actually, uh, yes, I get you to, I, I encourage you to post tiny wins because I'm wanting you to look for that positive evidence, but don't tone down the negative, like let it out. Like, cause then like when we, when you're really real and honest with your posts around and share what's actually going on for you, A, that builds connection between the group and everyone like, and also gives that creates that safety for you to be seen. But also then we can like shining that light on the negative that helps us like, it helps me coach you and it helps you uncover things and like that's how we really make progress. So please, the, so the, the challenge for everyone, the whole group this week is to share, uh, um, yeah, share a really uh, an honest and raw, raw post about what's exactly going on for you. And if that is a positive thing, great. Don't, don't, no need to turn it into negative. But if what's really going on for you is this negative, if that negative voice is in your head, let it out, share it in the group, and I would love to hear how. Um, yeah, like, and we can we can take it from there. So the prize this week, I'm going to be looking for the most negative post. Um, so yeah, <laughs> bring it on. Um, and then in terms of other news, so we've got four more sessions after this, and then the next group will be starting in March. And there is an opportunity for you to continue on. 
um, with the Staying Naturally Healthy group. So I'll share more about that um, in a future future call. I've spoken about that that previously. Um, okay, great. And Vicky's just posted, I've been struggling with the all or nothing attitude towards treats that my new medical clinic recommends. This has caused a lot of distress for me. Oh, no, Vicky, because I find if I don't allow myself to enjoy a little treat, then I think about treats all the time. So, so glad to hear Lorraine. Um, amazing. Like Vicky, let's have a mental note to, we'll coach on that when we get to the, the coaching section. Um, okay. So let's quick, quick recap from last week. And last week I was calling it radically smaller dinners, but I'm going to change that for the future where it's just intentionally smaller, smaller dinners. And because it doesn't have to be radical. I, once one thing I, that we uncovered like that I should have said yesterday or last week is that you don't want to be doing like crazy small, radically small dinners like the, every day. You don't need to do that. And certainly unless you feel like, yeah, I really want to and go for it. But um, yeah, in order for this to work, it's more around just being intentional with your serving sizes. And so some nights, if you've had a big, big weekend and you've had a lot of food and your scale's really up, you naturally won't need as much food the next day. Like your body doesn't need it. So serve yourself less and let your body like, yeah, give your body what it needs. Of course, at the end of that smaller portion, if you do feel like, oh, no, that wasn't enough, I don't feel satisfied, definitely go back and get more. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with, and actually serving yourself less can be like, a, a it can be restorative. It can be a gift to yourself. So uh, yeah, I wanted to, to mention that. But yeah, this idea of radically smaller dinners or intentionally smaller dinners, that's something that like there was a German guy that I worked with a couple of rounds ago and that was the only thing he changed. He just was like basically serving himself half and actually celebrating Marisa for posting in the group. She did this beautiful graphic of like cut your plate in half and he, that's the only thing he did and he was able to lose all his like get, get to his goal just by changing that one thing. So why serving yourself worse works is because it means that you don't need to like coach yourself you don't need to overcome the food waste clean plate you know mind drama you just still just eat to eat what's on your plate um, but because you're serving yourself less but you're giving yourself that permission that opportunity to go back for more if you need it then that means that you don't it's not make it's not stoking your psychological hunger so it's not because you're you're having that opportunity to go back then serving yourself less works whereas if you serve yourself like you however many calories and you can't have any more than that that stokes your psychological hunger so that that backfires but this way where you serve yourself less with the option to go back for more that does that keeps your psychological hunger at bay and then you can just listen to your body for the physical hunger and it's it's like this makes it life so much easier um and how to do it you want to just it's just setting an intention of actually I'm going to serve myself less tonight and just do an experiment and see how that goes and the other thing that I can think can be helpful is before you start eating actually like reminding yourself why you're doing this and actually visualize yourself like on the scale the next morning seeing the number go down and feeling really good about that so that you have that extra bit of motivation in the moment to stick to whatever you've served yourself um and the great thing about like and ba basically like when you do this like you still want to tune into your tummy. Like if you serve yourself less, but you're halfway, you know, three quarters of the way through it and you know that you've had enough, like you're feeling satisfied, still like you don't have to finish your plate unless you're doing a crazy experiment like I was doing the other day of my clean plate experiment. Um, yeah, so, so of course still listen to your body, but it just simplifies things. Um, yeah, so that was that was last week's lesson. Did anyone have any thoughts or did any questions or did anyone try this and it backfired <laughs> or it didn't backfire? Had someone actually my family on the morning call? She said she was like, oh, just I'll do it for lunch, having radically smaller lunches or smaller lunches. And I wouldn't recommend it for lunch because you've got the rest of the day to go. And so what happens is you don't eat enough at lunchtime. And then, of course, you end up overeating in the evening. So, um, yeah, I would like, of course, be intentional with your serving sizes at lunch. Like you, there's no need to serve yourself gigantic amounts of food. But I wouldn't do the radically smaller experiment. I would I'd save those experiments for dinner time because if um, 
yeah and the other thing I should mention about this if you do have that after dinner snacking thing going on and or eating food after dinner then serving yourself a radically smaller dinner isn't going to help either because that's just going to make you you'll you'll end up eating to compensate for that anyway so you've got to the first low-hanging fruit is to get that um, after dinner thing under in imbalance okay um yeah so no one had any questions or any anything we wanted to anything came up from last week Mm. Emma said um um Emma said a few nights um we had big food days I gave myself permission to take less it felt really good look at you Emma so good yeah it does it feels so good being intentional like like this like being intentional with your serving sizes um Supervising a driver. Oh my goodness, Jane's. <laughs> yes, Jane, definitely focus on that. But I'm excited to hear your wins later. Okay, so let's move on and talk about uh, what was originally advertised as fat bastard habits that we're going to change to something a little bit less provocative and like hindrance habits or road. Actually, I think roadblock habits is where, where my brain's going with, going with this. But basically, so always oh, my chart. Um, so I shared this with the Staying Naturally Healthy group a while back. And so what happened was the story behind this is so when I was in Ireland, I was just my so I have this habit, long history habit of having like cream in my tea or milk in my tea, but it ends up being cream. And Normally I'm like quite intentional around it. And when I was in Ireland, cause I was like, I don't know, needed to comfort myself cause it was long story. Um, so I kind of, and cause the cream there is amazing. I got into the habit of having cream in my tea, like all the time. Um, and so I bought that habit, have it home with me. And I, I noticed, Oh, hang on. I'm like, the cream's getting a bit out of control. And my, my weight was at this, like, a, there's like a range that I like to keep in it. It was very, it was like at the top of that range and a little bit over. So I was like, this doesn't feel good. Um, and so I just noticed, I thought I'll just do an experiment. See what, what would happen if I just like got it, like set some intentions around the cream. So my experiment was that I was going to have no cream during the day, but if I wanted to have cream in my tea, like one cup after dinner as my dessert, like it, I was going to do that. Um, <laughs> Emma's saying I love that name. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love it too. Maybe we just need to call it FB. Um, so Emma would know the Wayneville movie. Um, yeah, so I did that. And actually I shared with this this with the um with you guys in this in this call last week. So I'll I'll cut this story short. But basically when I did that experiment, this was the graph that I got on my chart, weight chart. So um it's not a huge, like it's a difference of about um a bit over a kilo, so a bit more than two pounds. But my weight went from like pushing up the upper limit to being right at the bottom limit where I like to keep it and just felt really good. And I was kind of surprised how much of a difference just that one habit had on on my weight. And um, anyway, so that just has just got me thinking about we all have these like little habits where it's like, yeah, I enjoy cream in my tea, but do I really need it all the time? And do I really need to be swigging cream out of the, I didn't tell you about that, but swigging cream out of the bottle when I'm standing at the fridge? Like, yes, it's kind of enjoyable, but it's also not like something that I'm super, like when I do it all the time, it's not really that enjoyable, but it does have a, like have an impact on my weight. Like as I can see, particularly I think because I do it after dinner as well. Like when I'm cleaning the kitchen, I'm just like back on the cream. So like, of course, when I look back now, it's like, of course, like it has a big impact on my weight. And so it just got me thinking about like, all of us have these little like fat bastard habits or these little roadblock habits that actually aren't adding a lot of value to our lives, but they are blocking us from losing weight, from our, our weight heading in the direction. And often these are the little habits that keep our weight, like our, our weight stays stable. It's not like it's going up. They're not enough to make it go up like crazy, but if you have a few of these like in place, it makes it really hard for the weight to go down. 
And the cool thing is that when you unlock those or change them and do the opposite for them, that can actually unlock like the weight moving. And so, and the story behind why it's called Fat Bastard is from the Wayne, movie Wayne's World. There was a, in that there's a character called Fat Bastard, this Scottish guy who's like enormous and he's like really into himself and he's like just eating like greasy fingers and like so, so gross. Um, so yeah, like when I think about him, when I think about cream and I think about Fat Bastard with the cream, it's like, yeah, like um, when I think like have that mental image that this is turning me into Fat Bastard, like it's a very strong deterrent for me to like go, actually, you know what, happy to leave the cream for Fat Bastard and not for me. Um, so that is the story behind this. And so, and I, I showed you the result of just that one habit for me. And so since then I'm like, I've pretty much gone back to being intentional with my cream where like I occasionally, like last night I decided I did want it. So I had some in with my tea after dinner, but during the day when I have the urge to have a cream, I'm like, do I really want it? No. And I'm able to coach myself um, on it and, and not have it. And it, like, it feels good. I'm not missing out on anything. I'm loving my tea. I bought some new teas that actually taste better without cream. Like it's all, all good. Um, so I want you to think now about, what your like roadblock habit, your FB habit could be. And maybe there's a couple of them, but there will probably be one that really stands out. So I'll go through some examples and I'm going to ask you to share, either type in the chat or um, unmute yourself and, and talk of what it could be. So yeah, they could be like, maybe you are like me. Maybe you do love cream in your tea and you love swigging cream out of the jar, um, out of the bottle of when you're standing at the fridge. But maybe it's like you're, going back for like every time you walk past the pantry, you're grabbing a handful of nuts or you're grabbing, you know, whatever you can grab and just chucking them in your mouth. Or maybe it's um, like, maybe it's like that you are serving yourself like way too much food on your plate. And then, then you're, and then you're finishing what's on your plate. Or maybe it's, um, it's like when you, I used to, this is another one of mine that I really have to be intentional about is like picking when I'm cooking. So just when I'm you know, little bits of here and there, like, and that really adds up or picking when I'm cleaning up as well. That can be, cause I've already, I'm already satisfied. I've already had enough to eat, but it's just like, Oh, a bit of chicken skin here, but like that can really like, there can be a lot of food that gets packed away in that, in that brief amount of time. Um, Double dipping can be another one of like, oh, yeah, just um, having peanut butter out of the jar and then going back for more. Or when I'm serving up my yogurt and seeds, that's another one that I often will double dip. Like I'll, I'll serve myself out the serving and then I'm like, I'll just like lick the spoon to clean the spoon, of course. But I'm like loading up like, you know, it's amazing how much peanut butter you can fit on a teaspoon <laughs> um, before I... Um, so I've like set my intentional serving size, but I'm also having these sneaky ones before. So I, that's another one that, that comes up. I think, um, yeah, always cleaning your plate. I mentioned that not eating enough during the day and then getting crazy hungry and then like devouring everything can be another really common one. So um, either that, whether that's intentionally restricting during the day or, um, or just you know, your life circumstances where you're out and about and you're not giving yourself that permission to have food or just that just the way your life's set up. And the other one that I think is really common is this like going back for food after dinner. So that um, Lorene mentioned and that I coached Deb on last week, like that that sneaky, oh, just, just go back and have some more um, this and more like oh yeah I'll just have something else and foraging after dinner can can be a huge one so who has identified what their um their roadblock habit is so i haven't had anyone uh pay, type in the chat or unmute yourself if you want to talk come on i know jane you can't talk Um, I can share. Um, um, great, Melissa. I uh, I think my the habit that's coming to mind is that I always think I need more food on my plate, like when I'm serving myself. Ah, uh, yes. Like if I, yeah, I just always, I just always, my eyes are always bigger than my stomach. And then I, the habit that I really have had trouble breaking is like get working through that uh, disappointment or that sadness of not wanting to eat at all once it's on there 
and I haven't been able to break that. So I serve myself too much and then I feel guilty and I eat it all. So, um, yeah, those are my habits. Yeah. Amazing. I'm the same that eyes are bigger than my stomach thing. And yeah. So, so yeah, like, so this is so good to identify that Melissa. So I'm wondering, um, do you think it would be like more fun to, or, um, what would it be easier to coach yourself or to change the serving out habit or would it be easier to um, change the feel like leaving food on your plate habit, not leaving food on your plate habit? Um, I don't know if either of them sound easy. But, no, uh, right, right. Easy, uh, yeah. The one that sounds more important, the one that sounds easier is changing how much I'm serving myself, but the one that sounds more important is not treating my body like it's got to be a compost bin yeah cool cool so okay so maybe like let's start with that one first and maybe what you could do and actually I just had this idea for myself as well um because I've got a I'll tell you guys about this next week but like a project where I'm going to actually do my like the opposite and actually intentionally gain weight over February. <laughs> so crazy, crazy, crazy idea. But one thing that you might want to do is like having, like serving yourself out like on and actually doing it like as two parts where you're serving like onto your plate or your bowl, but also having like a, a separate bit where you can put extra food. And then, so that's going to give you that pause of like, okay, I'm going to eat my main plate first and then I've got this extra stuff that I can go back to, but that's like only if I really need it. And that might just help you when you're serving out to, what do you, what are your thoughts of thoughts of, on that idea? Um, I, tr I tried for a while to just keep like the, the few extra bites in a Tupperware and like save it for later. Um, but it, it just felt like, oh, it's just a few bites. So um this seems silly and it's not going to taste as good later and it's like all this sneaky thoughts you know. yeah 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 so um yeah I'm, I'm not sure what the best course of action is yeah okay um yeah I think like maybe uh, like I wonder if like when you when you're serving yourself approaching it from like reminding yourself that yeah I can go back for more because I'm wondering I think like that's a thing like when you are hungry like just recognizing I go okay I'm probably my eyes are probably bigger than my tummy if I so I am going to serve myself less but and in that moment set the intention of I am going to go back for more if I want it so then yeah. you've got that incentive, like, okay, this isn't all I'm going to have. This isn't, this isn't all I'm going to have. This may not be all I'm going to eat today, but we'll just start here and do it as a two-step process. So you serve yourself out less than you think you're going to need, which may be what you need. So you finish that and then check in. And then probably most times that will be enough. But if it isn't, you have that ability to go back and get more. Do you think that might be... Um, yeah, I think the problem for me is that I just, I live alone. So if I'm roasting vegetables, like I'm not going to go roast more, you know, when I, oh, if yeah, I yeah. But when you're uh, roasting the vegetables, you're not going to like, I, you wouldn't, would you just roast enough vegetables for one meal? Um, yeah, I've been doing that lately because I bought an air fryer and it's really good for that. So. Uh, yeah, right, right. Um, but, uh, but I think in my, like the other, the solution that comes to mind is like, well, I can just have like a handful of nuts if it's not enough, you know? Yeah. I it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It can be something else that you have. That's a, a, a go-to snack that doesn't need prep. Right. Exactly. So may, that might be the move for me. Amazing. Okay. Do you want to do that experiment and see how that goes? Melissa? Yeah. 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 How good. So you're loving your air fryer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Me too. Amazing. Okay. Does that feel good to, for today, Melissa? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, excellent. Um, okay, Vicky, two roadblocks. Habits of mine are one, waiting until I'm thirsty to drink water and two, tasting food often while cooking and standing at the stove. Okay, 
cool, Vicky. This is good. So the water one, like, so I actually don't think that, like, I, people, like, in the weight loss space talk a lot about, like, are you, when you're, when you're thirsty, you're, like, it's, you're already dehydrated and it's too late. Like, I don't buy that <laughs> personally. So I would just let yourself off the hook and just trust just trust that your body, like, it's got it's it wants to keep you alive and keep you healthy and so it's when it tells you that it's thirsty like if you drink then great if you're ignoring it when it's thirsty and it's telling you it's thirsty then that's probably not so good but i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't i wouldn't see that i would actually just give yourself permission to just drink when you feel thirsty and that's that solves that solves that that roadblock <laughs> what are your thoughts vicky um Hey Jules. Hey Vicky. Good hey everybody. You. Yeah, you too. Um, I think that sounds pretty good. It makes it makes sense. I'm just kind of stuck where I've been told the opposite for so long, you know? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's a little tricky. Um, but then I do notice if I drink a lot of water, then I'm a bit less hungry. But then, you know, you still have to find that balance. So I'm not sure. Yeah. But then drinking water is a positive thing, so it wouldn't be really a roadblock habit. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I would I would see that as like if you yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't I just wouldn't worry about it too much, Vic. You just trust that you're like Okay. Yeah, like the that your body's gonna let you know when when it's thirsty and like Yeah, not to overdo gonna... it too much, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like that you can trust yourself on that. Because you've got you've got and then Focus your intentional thinking on the food piece. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and this the this one is so great. The um tasting food often when cooking and standing at the stove. Like that's totally yes. like my habits as well. So one yes, tell me more. Oh, oh no, it's okay. Um sometimes it's really like yeah, it's not such a good habit. And I've noticed lately in the past few weeks that if I do that, especially if I take more than one taste, like I'm taking three or four tastes, if it's a long recipe or something, then by the time I go to sit down for dinner, I'm not as hungry. But then I'll still eat my dinner because I made the dinner, you know? Right, right. This is amazing, Vicky, like, because this is such a good opportunity. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, so one a couple of things that I found really helpful on this and I, I don't do this anymore, but when I was changing that habit, I, this is something that I did do and I actually put a tasting plate in the kitchen. So but when I've walked, before I started cooking, I would put a, put a, a plate out mm -hmm. and then every time I either had the urge to have a taste of something or I'd already had the taste, I would put, um, put, put a, Put the serving on the on the on the plate as well. So if I would have had a spoon of sauce, whatever, I would um, if I'd already eaten it, I would put another spoon of sauce on the plate on the tasting plate, and then or but sometimes there would be like I'd have the urge and I'd be like, oh, hang on, I'm not doing this, I'm not, and I would put it on the plate. So it's kind of it works to give you first of all, it just gives you an alternative so that if you you notice yourself, it's not just you're putting it back in the pot, like you're actually serving it out, like it gives you something to do. Okay. The other cool thing is that then what I would do is I would, when I sat down to dinner, I would take my tasting plate down to dinner, to the table with me. And so I would have this visual representation of these are either all the things that I've already eaten or all the urges that I had to eat. And I've got, I would have that sitting next to my plate of what I, my actual oh. And so when you see it all in front of you, you're like, oh, okay, I don't really need that much. And it just, it's a really yeah. helpful, helpful one to, and then, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like brings awareness to what you're doing kind it of is. thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not something okay. that I still do now, but I, I think it was, I did it for a few weeks and it was really helpful for for a few okay. weeks. So, the so then, and then. Sorry, you, so you don't, um, after you serve your main meal and then you have the tasting plate, you don't necessarily eat the tasting plate. You just eat the meal, right? Well, yeah. And I wouldn't even eat the whole meal. Like, cause if yeah. I, if I'm cause I like, and I actually, that, that might, that, that's the other 
habit to break is like finishing off your plate. Yes. So mm -hmm. But pro I would probably start with doing the tasting plate thing just to bring that awareness. Okay. But as the first habit to work on, Vicky, so you've just got one thing that you're focusing on. Yes. Um, and then just bookmark in the back of your brain for the when you've got that tasting plate habit in place to like just in the future, like so you've got a sneaky thought of like I've cooked this so I might as well, I kind of, it's like I can't, almost like I deserve to be able to eat it all. Yeah. And that um, like finish, finishing off that plate is like that's blocking, that's a big roadblock to weight loss for you. Yes. It's a big roadblock to weight loss for all of us. So yes. That would be the second second thing to work on. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can try it out because I know for especially things like soft things like pastas or anything with cheese on it, it's like, oh, just have a little bit because I – I'll just take a little tiny corner, but then it comes another corner. So yeah, exactly, you know. exactly, yeah. And so just being like approaching it from a, I'm just curious place. So, oh, I just want to see. Like, I just want to get a sense of how much am I actually eating before I sit down to my meal. Like, it'll give you yes. a good, good representation, and it'll help okay. you change that. Mm hmm. I'm gonna try that out. I okay. Think. Amazing. Amazing. And then, um, Vicky, earlier you mentioned um, just that you've been feeling a lot of distress around the. Um, um, yeah. Do you the, want to on that? Um, well, I don't want to like interrupt the flow or anything of the no, meeting. No, 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 no. It's time for coaching. So let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm always struggling um, to I find just, people to coach. <laughs> okay. Um, I just meant, or I was remembering you mentioned Lorraine's story this morning, uh, earlier yeah. in the call. And she was saying that she allows herself to have a treat or a dessert or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I was struggling with this because as you know, I probably let you know, I'm on this new medicine. So you have to be careful. You don't overeat too much. So then at the clinic where I go, they recommend that you try and cut out most of the treats. Like, cause you, if you're eating less, you can't fill up only on the treats. You know what I mean? Okay. And then, yeah. So, but then they also say that, um, certain treats like the fast foods or the processed foods, they're more addictive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but then I'm struggling with like that message versus other messages of like what you recommended or it's like you can enjoy your treat, but it has to be a smaller portion or plan it into your day, that kind of thing. So, and I'm kind of more of a treat person already, so I'm not sure how to approach it. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. This is so great. And, of course, like that's coming up for you, Vicky. And you can see why, the like, you can understand why the clinic is recommending that. Like Yes. Because if you, like, and if you could completely cut out treats, like, like yeah, that's going to speed up the weight loss maybe. But I think mm -hmm. given that you love desserts, like you love sweet things, then. Yes. It's like, it's like, I think you're better off including them because it's just, like you said, it's making you think about them all the time because you can't have them. Like it's like, yes. like, and also like that thought that you can't fill up only on treats. That's actually like, so for you to lose weight, you just need to like be eating less than your body, like eating less than your body needs. Right. Or eating, yes. eating less than you currently are will help mm -hmm. you lose weight and so mm -hmm. if you're only eating like people have lost weight only eating fast food only eating there's a guy who lost a heap of weight and he was only eating potatoes like he wasn't eating any protein oh. he wasn't eating any vegetables he wasn't eating any healthy food right and he lost weight so mm -hmm. that thought that like that you can't fill up on treats that's actually a roadblock to to weight and that you can totally like it's more important for you to have the treats and make sure you, you feel satisfied with them and eat less overall. So I'd, I'd rather you be eating treats and eating less healthy food but feeling good about that than skipping the treats. I thought so too. It seems yeah. more 
to work for me that way. But then I also don't want to like, you know, have too much sugar and get a blood sugar issues or something, or I'm not sure, you know, I just worry Yeah. about that a bit. Yeah, of course. So you want to keep it. And that's why, and of course, there is that addictive nature of sugar. Like it does really strongly reward dopamine in our brains. So that's Yes. why you've got to be intentional with the serving sizes. Yes, exactly. And I had a little bit of, well, a sort of kind of a moderate amount of stress today uh, in my day. So then I actually did something where I'm trying to break this habit, but I usually, I commute home on like public transit and stuff. And on my way home, I stopped and I bought chocolate almonds, which wasn't the best choice. But then normally I would like eat them out of the bag or, you know, like just take a handful and eat them or something. But I put them in a little cup. Excellent. So that was like some progress, you know, but then I still felt a bit guilty about it. So still like Okay, but struggling when when you with got to it the a bit. end of the when you got to the end of the cup, Vicky, was that enough? Like were you able to stop then? Yes, I think so. I Okay, didn't cool. go back for more. So that was Amazing. good. So we've got evidence that you can be intentional with traits and you I think can so. Yeah. So I think like like and like let's Let's do, do like keep experimenting with that of actually giving yourself permission to have a like a some sort of treat. And if you want it, if you Mm want hmm. it, and some like if you like, like Lorraine's doing, and like if you want, like give yourself permission to have it every day. You don't necessarily have to have it, but Yes. but plan that into your day. So, and also, so then when you're serving out your dinner side, knowing, okay, like, oh, I had my, it might be that you have it. It might be that you you include that on your afternoon commute, or you might decide Mm hmm. that you want to have it after dinner and have it as your after dinner snack. And so then, when you're Yes. on your commute, you go like, "Okay, I bought these, but I'm going to have them after dinner." So you give yourself that permission, but you have that boundary around when you have it, and also you've got that boundary around the serving them out. Like you have to serve stuff out, Yes, any exactly. any like you have to serve your food out, your treat out before you start eating it. And Mm if hmm. you have those boundaries, I think then that will work better for you and it'll stop you obsessing about them because you're like, oh, yeah, and I'm going to have some, I'm going to have these chocolate-coated arms after dinner. It's going to be great. And you'll look forward to them. And Yeah, when, I think so. yeah, cool. Like building that anticipation you were talking earlier, Yeah, I think, about yeah, it. yeah, Mm hmm. yeah. Yeah, and there's been like a couple of people that, like I was just thinking about there was a lady I work with, like very beginning of it, the Naturally Healthy Club, And she was like a massive dessert person. And so she just did an experiment where she gave herself permission to have a small bowl of ice cream with some berries every day if she wanted to. And, Okay. yeah, and she found that that was really helpful. And then there were some days when she didn't want it, but some days when she did. And that, But she was still able to lose weight because she was like the total amount of food that she was eating was less than she was previously eating. So Yeah. it's been... Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I just read a bit. I it's good we talked about this. So that was good. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool, Vicky. So that's Mhm. two Mm things for you to work on. Does that feel like too much or do you feel like? Um, I think it's okay. I think the tasting is really a roadblock too for me. Yeah. So I got to work on that. I like to cook, but then I'm like, is it working out? I got to try things, Yes. you know. And do you like, I do this thing where I, when I'm stressed, if I feel like it's not the, the foods, like it's not tasting good, then I taste it more and more. Cause it's like, Yeah. some reason in my brain it's like oh if I taste it more it's going to magically fix it <laughs> like No, that's so crazy not really. <laughs> no I know it never does but Yeah. yeah and actually the other thing with that is setting the intent like I think help having the tasting plate habit will be helpful is setting that intention of actually I don't I'm not only going to taste some bare essential that I need to because Mm -hmm. I want to feel I want like want to feel good about sitting down to dinner and just Okay. Doing that intention will be Yeah. helpful. I think that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds doable. So you've got Mm-hmm. two things to And work then, on your tasting plate and planning your planning your treat every day. yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting better at like leaving bites behind Amazing. sometimes. So that's good. I still have a bit of reservations about like the waste, but then I think that it's better to leave it behind than to like, you know, make yourself weighed down and groggy and then you can't be doing stuff.
Exactly. And, you know, just like whenever you, if you eat it, it's already like, if it's more than your body needs that you eating it is like, it's wasted to the world. Like nobody else can have that. So exactly whether it goes in your, your body or if it goes like, it's, it's going to pass through your body and go into the, like into the sewer system anyway. So it's like, it, it's it's wasted either way so you're not yes yes throwing throwing it throwing out bites is is not actually it's just as okay just as bad like yeah it's bad to overeat as it is to throw food in the rubbish bin i think so yeah yeah cool oh great great vicky keep up the amazing work vicky sounds like you're making some amazing progress Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to get back into circle too. So anyway, Excellent. but no more from me. <laughs> Excellent. No, well, yeah, like I'd love to see a post from you this week, Vicky. Let us know how that goes, that experiment. Okay, I will. Your two experiments. Amazing. Um, okay, Nietzsche said Roblox family wanting treats and me overeating them. Cooking for a, um, a, a generation to cook. Oh, that's right. And not limiting my eating. Um, to an intentional portion they both link to the mindset of making making sure food is used okay Anitra um, yeah do you are you able to talk Anitra do you want to coach on that yeah sure I've got the um yeah my husband's not using his sander so it's fine <laughs> okay okay good good um yeah so the um of those yeah like so of those two roadblocks the um family wanting treats and then you overeating them does it do you think like it's like setting some intentions around the treats would be helpful in that case yeah i think so i think i think i start out wanting to serve intentions and think about it and it comes back to reframing the view as the nurturer and putting your needs last which was what you talked about oh, earlier yeah and and as we logged as I logged onto the call I went ah and I wonder how other people in this group you know you can make your lunches and your dinners but how do you cope with baking or purchasing the biscuits for the rest of the family who are able to intuitively listen to their body and not think, oh, I need to finish the whole packet or does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, you don't want to, do you think it's a, it's a, a sneaky waste thought? Like I don't want this to go to waste. Yes. It is a sneaky thought. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I also think there's some, um, I also think there's some banishing needed about um, you know being the the gatekeeper of the kitchen and the food and how my family eats. Ah, uh, right, right. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. So, do, is it the so at the moment? Because it, 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 it's it's outdated and it, and and it's ridiculous. Like the family would say, "Oh, it's just ridiculous." But there's something in there about I should being be, I, I should be. Oh, it's, it sounds like I'm responsible for their health. Yes, which is crap. You know, everyone's. I mean, you can provide things, but you don't have to be the garbage bin. Yeah, great. This is so great. So. Anita, um, how old are your children? How old? Oh, they, oh, that's a it's an assertive twenty two year old, so it's it's not. <laughs> he does a lot of cooking, so we're not talking little ones. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I mean, who has, has rejoined my house after oh. you know sixteen months overseas, which is oh, just lovely. That must be but, really sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. But you know, and a husband that is intuitively in tune with their bodies, which is just frustrating but lovely <laughs> great great okay so this is amazing they are able to take care of themselves so you yes um like you are off the hook in each i want you to really let yourself 
like just marinate with this idea so with this idea that their their health is their responsibility and yes. you're not you're not responsible for them <clears throat> yes and the only thing that that you're responsible for is you and that yes yeah like you, there's no need for you to be a gatekeeper but i want to change so so that's the belief i have to move forward with but then i have to put into action my eating response to the food yeah great great yeah cool 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 and do you think if this is coming from this is coming from a good food bad food healthy not healthy thing I have been successful in telling myself no food is bad food, but we eat more of some foods to make ourselves feel better, yeah, to make cool. ourselves feel better, you know, more more healthy. Yeah. And and I and I guess that's one of the reasons I had been going down that path before I joined. That you don't have bad and good food, but you have food that makes you feel better. You have more of. Yeah. Cool. I don't know how that, if that's an, a good thing to have, but that's how I had rationalised it because I've got a sister-in-law who, you know, demonises things and I yeah, decided cool. that wasn't a healthy way of looking at it. Yeah. When just like just building that evidence in nature that actually it's not like because there's plenty of people who are overweight and like there's plenty of people who have struggled with their weight that eat really you know, healthy food, right? It's so it's not, it's and there are it's plenty. The, it's of, the amount. The amount is way it's more it. important. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know if you've heard. I've spoken with this in the group before about there's a movie Super Size Me and yes, yes, yep. And so he, but he was like getting super sized. So he was eating fast food, McDonald's every meal, but he was eating way more than his body needed. And there was a follow up movie to that called portion size me where it was the same thing like two college students who ate every meal for a month in a fast food restaurant and they they didn't just use mcdonald's they used different ones um but they did their difference was that they ate portions in correct amount of portion for their bodies and neither of them gained weight one of them actually like yeah they both stayed the same weight and one of them their blood pressure or something was slightly better like um they didn't have any negative consequences from doing doing that so we just want to build that evidence in your brain about like all food is fine and so then it just comes down to the amount yes okay yes that's amount and so i think it's a work in progress if that makes sense yeah yeah of course and, and and not to feel guilty that you're cooking you know your grandmother's favorite slice or your Amazing. mother's yeah, yeah you know thing or your aunt's favorite thing it's okay to cook it it's just the amount and, and you're intentionality. yeah thank you yeah and to you, you can be intentional and i think like when you're baking things like that like i've i find it's it's really helpful to anytime I even now like anytime I'm baking like it's Glenn's birthday last week and I was like in the afternoon I'm like making this chocolate walnut no what is it well coffee and walnut cake but I set that intention before of like how do I want this to go do I want to be licking the beaters and tasting all the frosting or do I want to just not have anything and then enjoy my cake at dinner time yeah yeah and just setting that intention before you start baking Okay, thank you. Yeah, that sounds amazing. good. As I go and photograph the coconut pie that's warming on cooling. Oh, the beautiful, beautiful. Such a great project. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Jules. Excellent. Um okay, Emma. Emma's um I love this. My fat bastard habit is Facebook, FB. <laughs> I have Shelly called Facebook my fat bastard. Um I love that, Emma. But yeah, so her hab- habit is eating slash drinking with the husband um, after the kids are in bed. Usually, TV and Facebook are on. Um, there's no been no intention recently. So maybe Emma and I gave this um, coaching to Judith this morning as well. I would actually give yourself because at the moment you're like 
you're probably in the back of your mind, I shouldn't be doing this. And so that's causing you to actually have more. Whereas I would actually set that intention of like, this is something that my husband and I do after the kids go to bed and give yourself that permission to have that habit of you guys having some snacks together after the kids are in bed and like just setting some, some like serving it out, like setting some intention, using your intentionality, giving yourself permission and then using your intentionality for the quantities of like, okay. And, and then it doesn't matter if you're eating in front of the TV, it doesn't matter because you're going to get to the end of the serving and then, Yes, you can go get back and get more, but if you're like if you've given yourself a reasonable amount, then that's 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 where you you use the intentionality, and that's then it's not a problem. Like, and, and then you get the best of both worlds, where you get to enjoy the time with your husband, and you get to enjoy the treats, and you're not, but you're not having too much of them because it's it's really just having too much of them that causes a problem. It's not that you're doing that in the first place. Okay um does this let me off the hook well it's actually like using you're using kind of reverse psychology there emma and it's it's really powerful like when you give yourself permission for these types of things like so good but yeah you like the only thing is you do need to be intentional with the quantities and no double dipping and going back for more and swigging cream out of the jar <laughs> out of the bottle um okay we might wrap up there unless does anyone um margaret i didn't hear from you and jane we didn't get to get to chat did, did you guys want to coach or you're, you're good this week amazing um yeah all about the amount that's the only thing to focus on okay some great coaching there have a fantastic week everyone doing your experiments with your habits and um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing some posts in the group um about how you guys are getting on and your real real thoughts about where you're at okay get let the negativity come out <laughs> okay have a beautiful week everyone i'll catch you guys next week <laughs>